You are listening to the Intentional Leaders Podcast. We're on episode 77, Finding Your Voice. Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. Okay, raise your hand if you know Henry Cloud. I know, right? Why should you raise your hand? There's no one else around you, potentially. (laughs) Maybe there are, and they're like, why are they raising their hand? But Henry Cloud is a psychologist and an author of many books, and there are two of them that I really love that are very connected to the topic we're going to talk about today, which is about finding your voice and utilizing assertive communication. The two books that I love of his. One is called Nine Things You Simply Must Do. And the other one is called Never Go Back, 10 Things You'll Never Do Again. And ironically, he also has a book about boundaries, which is aligned to our topic today. And I have to put that on my ever-growing book list because I haven't read that one. The reason I bring up Henry Cloud and his works, because he has a really relevant quote about our topic today. Check this out. This is his quote. It is extremely important to be able to make negative assertions. We must be able to say what is not me in order to have a me. What we like has no meaning unless we know what we don't like. Our yes has no meaning if we never say no. Our opinions and thoughts mean very little if there is nothing we disagree with. So I think those few sentences are extremely profound with the topic that we're going to talk about today, which is about finding your voice and is connected to episode 76, which was, do you stand up for yourself and talking about boundaries? If you recall from our last episode, boundaries is not about keeping other people out of our life, rather protecting our rights and creating a boundary around the things that are important to us, our rights, and the way that we want to be treated. It is about the limits and how you allow others to treat you and speak to you. This is about being assertive. This whole topic is extremely important in our life 
It's also extremely important in our career and in our work life to set those same limits, to have those same considerations around how we want to be treated at work. This defines our reputation and our image. And so doing this well, doing this in the way that is constructive and respectful is very significant to our ability to have credibility and influence and leadership with others. The ironic part of finding our voice is that when we need it the most, it may be just the most elusive. Why is that? Because when we're stressed, we all have stress reaction patterns, the way that we react to challenging situations. It's a pattern because basically we tend to hardwire our behaviors in our brain. We generally react to stress very consistently without a great deal of awareness. Now, considering we are deciding to set a boundary, and we talked about that in the last episode, it could be an isolated incident or it could be a longstanding pattern that we finally see like, oh, this isn't good. Someone's taking advantage of me or they are crossing a line that I need to talk about. But when we add that little dose of extra stress, because now we're making a choice about how we want to respond, and now we're expressing ourselves consciously and directly to the other person, oh my goodness, what does that take? Courage? Yes. Confidence? Yes. Competence in the how to do it? Yes, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about assertive communication because yes, it is a communication style and it is all about the values that you want to uphold for yourself and those around you. Finding your voice and speaking from your individual perspective is what assertive communication is all about, which surprisingly is very, very difficult for many of us. We're not used to speaking this way and expressing our own point of view very clearly and also respectfully, because of course, the times when it's most critical, when we're in a difficult situation, our defenses may be up, our stress is heightened, and our body is simply ready to fight, take flight, or freeze. We can thank psychologist Thomas Gordon, who in the 1960s coined the term eye messages. And this is probably one of the most significant communication lessons we can learn in order to find our voice, because it means we're taking complete ownership of our messages to ourselves and also to the people around us. And it is about framing our language in a way that is clear, direct, and respectful, saying things like, I think this is wrong. I feel distraught. I feel upset. I need to be heard. I want my personal space. I expect to have some privacy. When we frame our messages from an I perspective, it allows us to be more clear to the other person. And what that does is helps reduce their defensiveness because we are talking from our own voice, as opposed to being too aggressive or passive or passive aggressive. And those are the things that create defensiveness in the other person typically because they feel like they need to protect themselves. Let's talk about an example. Let's say I work with someone who doesn't respond to my email communications and I really need their help because what I'm trying to put together or what I'm trying to do, I need their input. If I was too aggressive, I could say something like, You never respond to my messages. Aggressive communication is characterized by 
you statements. So rather than saying, I'm frustrated, I'm saying you never. Plus, never is probably not accurate. So I'm also exaggerating. Passive aggressive is, well, thanks for getting back to me two months after the deadline. You know, sarcasm. Yeah, that one's very familiar to me. Or if I'm using passive communication, I could just say no one ever responds to messages around here. In that context, I'm being very indirect with my message. No one ever responds. I'm not taking ownership around my frustration and I'm not being direct or clear. Assertive communication sounds like this. I feel frustrated when I don't receive a response to the emails I send you because I need the information to submit proposals to our clients. This makes me look unresponsive and our company appear unreliable. Can we discuss how we can communicate on a more timely basis? That would be a more assertive statement. What are some of the characteristics of assertive communication? One is we speak with our own voice and we create an I message. We label our feelings. I feel frustrated. We are also specific and we focus on facts. The fact is I need the information. I need to submit proposals and this affects our clients. We also describe how it affects us appearing unreliable. And then we develop an ask. The ask in this situation is, can we discuss how to talk about this, how we can communicate differently? So these are the things that are important with assertive communication, using the word I, labeling our feelings, being specific and focused on facts, describing how it affects us and developing an ask. Because when you think about this, how easy would it be to allow our resentment to spill over into our language when we talk to the other person, right? So easy. And we might even strive to be professional and polite when we say something that's framed like, I can't believe you did this again. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Why are you so thoughtless? Don't you know how busy I am? Don't you know how upsetting this is to not be able to respond to our clients? Yeah, those are all the emotions. Those are the stress reaction patterns that assertive communication is designed to eliminate. Let's take another example. Let's say someone consistently commits your time to a client without consulting you first or they make a commitment on your behalf. Again, there might be a lot of thoughts running through our head about this one, resentment and frustration and feeling like we're being taken advantage of, so we wanna talk with this person. So here's what it would sound like if we said this assertively. I feel resentful when you say yes to a client for my time without consulting me first. This creates stress because I have other commitments and deliverables, and I want to deliver with high quality. Next time, are you willing to ask the client for the time to check in with me first? Yes, this is a formula. And you know what? Formulas can be very helpful. Because does this sound like you? Maybe not. (laughs) Because most things that are new feel weird and unlike us. But this is a learned behavior. And like the first time you got up to walk, I know you probably don't remember that, but you landed on the floor. But with the child's determination, you got back up again and you tried again. 
And this is what assertive communication will probably feel like. And I do remember I worked with a therapist long, long time ago telling me about this concept. And I remember my own reaction to assertive communication and establishing boundaries. And I was like, uh, yeah, that doesn't sound like anything I'd ever say, which of course was her point. So leaning into being assertive and creating boundaries is important to our well-being and to managing our stress. I mentioned last time that boundaries can be in response to an immediate situation in which you feel hurt or threatened or insulted, maybe someone belittling you in a meeting, or in which a pattern has emerged, let's say your boss over-delegates to you versus others on the team. Remembering this assertive formula will help you to deal with that situation more constructively and in a more healthy way for your relationship. The four parts to assertive communication are, I feel, when you, because, and then the last one is, are you, can you, will you, or depending on the situation, I need you to, I want you to, and I expect you to. That is the formula that we use to share assertive communication. We might use some or all of those things. I know some people say, I don't want to share my feelings. They want to share their thoughts instead. I think this is unfair as opposed to I feel stressed. You know what? you do you. The more effectively you can highlight and label your emotions, the more that your stress will dissipate. Labeling our emotions helps us to lessen the anxiety produced from those negative emotions. But if you want to talk about what you think, then absolutely go there because it's important to do that as well. If I was planting some seeds of learning with you, here's what they would be. We have to know when our boundaries are being violated. It can be a situation that just arises in the moment, or it could be that we've identified a pattern that is occurring that we want to tackle. Using assertive communication is a learned behavior. It is about, I feel when you, because and then we ask a question. If you want to lean into this topic, take the next week to observe your thoughts. Discover what bothers you, what makes you upset, angry, or resentful, and then feel that emotion. And it's important when you feel that emotion to identify the disconnect between what you want or expect or need or feel and what you want to either honor your rights or your values. And then just write it down, write it down, write those experiences on paper, listen to your thoughts, feel those emotions on purpose, write it down, and then practice using the formula. I've put it in the podcast notes, practice using the formula, even if it's only writing it down, get comfortable using the words and owning the words. It is so much more challenging to frame things in an eye perspective than we would ever imagine it to be. And this is essential to becoming who you are. Remember the quote from Henry Cloud, we must be able to say what is not me 
in order to have a me. And that is finding our voice. You know what's truly ironic about assertive communication is no matter how comfortable we become doing this and creating healthy and constructive boundaries for ourselves, it doesn't mean the other person will change because they also have choices. They also have their own voice. And that's for another episode. <laughs>